on this episode of Quantum Week, July 6th through 12th, 2003. Quantum Week. Quantum Week. Welcome to Quantum Week. I'm Matt. I'm Chris. Quantum Week is a show in which Chris and I leap into a random week of a random year and talk about movies and music. And we are in uh, July 2003 with Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl, and Crazy in Love by Beyonce. Right. So you watched, uh, you watched the Pirates of the Caribbean film last night. And did you have to do it over multiple... Did it take you like... A, was it like a seven-hour process for you to get it done? Uh, <laughs> oh, God. This is such a chore. I was... It was. Did you watch it all yesterday? Is my first question. No, you didn't. So you watched it over the course of several days. I, I. Uh, so we just, so, just so people understand our shooting schedule, uh, we taped schedule because we had Steve on, yeah, and we actually taped the Boogie Nights one before that one. So yep. we had a pretty long layoff. So I had we taped with Steve Monday night. We're taping this on Sunday night. Oh shit! Yeah, so you had almost we a had week. all week. And so we had almost a week. I found so many different things to do. You procrastinated in this my movie. Life. <laughs> I was like, oh, I guess I'll do the dishes again. Oh, I guess I'll stare at a wall for a few hours. Oh, oh. oh yeah, anything, anything was more attractive than watch this movie. And I also, in fairness to the movie, I thought I had seen this before. You haven't seen it. But it ends up, uh, my ex-girlfriend at the time, like a few years later, made me watch the sequel. Oh. So it was even, I remember watching it and being like, how do I not understand what's going on? Because it's like a stupid <laughs> kids movie. I should be able to follow this along. I'm like really confused. Right. So this was the first time I had seen this movie. So it was a bit better than I had feared. Yes. Having said that, this movie is not, this movie is not good. I, I just, it's just not, I don't understand. I don't understand why it's so popular. If I was an executive and someone yep. came to me with this movie, this is the idea. Eisner actually had a had a had a tough reaction to, to yeah. this. Yeah, I would have I would have been like, no way, we're doing this. It's a pirates movies don't work because of Cutthroat Island and the Rennie yeah. Island disaster. Yep. It's incredibly hard to shoot a movie at, at uh, in the water, as you know, Jaws. Water er, you know, everyone. <laughs> yeah, everyone says that you know you never want to shoot a movie on the water. Right. Um, and it's I don't know who this is for. Like, is it for teenagers? No. Is it for kids? It's probably too scary. It's PG thirteen, so it has to be teenagers. Well, and adults, but PG 13 doesn't No, I know, but well, you're right. You're like, right. Is, you're it, right. is it for maybe like a nine year old would like it? So are we making movies exclusively for nine year olds? So I would be like this. I would have made, you know, if someone put a gun in my head and say, make this movie, I'm like, this is going to lose a fortune. This will be made so much money. A shit ton. And yeah. then there was like five of them. Yeah. So I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand how this movie like, exists in the world. Like, I don't understand. You don't understand where it fits in. And I don't, I just, like, I think I'm, like I really enjoy movies. I really enjoy like pop culture stuff, TV and music and stuff like, and like the business behind it. I really just, yeah, it's, it's fun. I think it's enjoyable, but this is one of those things. And usually I kind of get it. Like, Oh, I understand why that succeeds. It's yeah. not, like American Idol. Like it's not for me. It's dumb as shit. I hate it. Oh, but I, it's, I don't really like people who like it. So if you like American Idol, I probably wouldn't like you, you should still download the podcast, but we might not like you. Yeah. Uh, yeah whatever. Or yes. But yes, keep <laughs> listening, please. Uh, but, uh, but, you understand why I understand like how someone, you know, just got home from work, throws it on, wants to see people sing. Yeah. And then, you know, burps and goes to sleep or, you know, shits and goes to bed, whatever they do. But this, like this movie is so expensive and made so much money. It I did, don't yeah. understand. Well, so it was $140 million to make, but that's like, that's like Alvin and the chipmunks money. It costs a hundred million to make that motherfucker. I think it costs, I think it costs I think it costs a little less. I think it costs a hundred. 
to make that piece of shit. But that also came out a few years later. And I will say, every dollar that they spent is on the screen. This movie looks, looks it looks really good. I mean, even the, even right. The dead, even the effects, which are now we're talking 17 years later. It's really good. It's not for me. I think the effects are are cheesy by nature, but not because of the work put into the effects. No, it wasn't technology. Yeah. Yeah. Do they, do you, do they, you, they, was it a bunch of CGI? How did they, do you remember? No, they what did? they did was they stripped off the skin of the people and then they had them actually walk through with skeletons. You goddamn son of a bitch. I was wondering if it was like, if they used puppetry and CGI like together or something. I'm sure they used a lot of mixtures, but yeah. it seems like all, most of those kind of, a, you know, the overwhelming effects was like the, the skeletons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those dead, it was those all CGI. CGI. I mean, it, looked I, good. it was a pretty clean CGI. It was almost too clean. Mm. Um, but I think part of that's because it's a PG-13 movie and they didn't want to, Oh, see. gore it up. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, so counterpoint is I, so I think adults watch and like this film and I think uh, you're right. Yeah. And I, um, I actually don't really have too much of a problem with that. I, I, um, if this movie were an hour shorter, yes, I think it would be actually really good because for parts of it, it's, it's actually, it's a lot of fun. Like it's entertaining the first. Okay. Part of it is Johnny Depp is great. Now, the issue is we now we're 17 years further down of seeing Johnny Depp doing weird like character like Malachi or like dark shadows so, but he did or all weird stuff before that though too. Yeah, he he did. Your hands. I mean, no, he yeah, absolutely. But, but his care, but this character that he did kind of influences his characters after even, yeah. uh, even if you, you think of like Charlie and the chocolate factory is kind of, yeah. there's some reminiscence there. So you're kind of sick of it. And plus the five movies. But at that time he was, uh, I, I remember thinking back, he was awesome. He was awesome in this film. That's the consensus. Um, and then uh, Jeffrey Rush too is really good. So you have good, you have two really good actors doing a good job in a fun movie. And so then you think uh, and you, like the, even the first action scene, well, the first like sword action scene is between him and Orlando and Orlando Bloom. And that's actually a really fun scene. But the problem is that type of thing happens over and over and over and you just get fucking sick of it. So, I think that this would this is a fun movie if you could just shorten it a lot. Yeah, this is two twenty. That's the length of this movie. Yeah, and I I I exa- thought exactly the same thing. You need to shave an hour of this. Make this an hour twenty. Make this super tight. Yep. And this actually, my I would have enjoyed it a lot more. Yeah. Um, because the first half hour, I'm like, oh, I'm kind of this isn't so bad. This is much better than I remembered. And then I was like doing the whole thing in my head, like, oh, I maybe I haven't seen this. Great, go right. good. You know, I. Okay, the Jack Sparrow, Johnny Depp. That's the thing this movie's probably most pretty re- much remembered for. Yeah, it's, he's, he's I mean, he was nominated for Best Actor. He was. Um, which is wild. Like, for a movie like this to be nominated for Best Actor I know. Is, is, a, is a wild. But Particularly when you got Mystic River. Yeah, and, and we, let's, let's go through who he's nominated against because let's just, just show you how insane it is that he got nominated. Uh, Sean Penn for Mystic River, who won. Yep. Then Johnny Depp for Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl, which is <laughs> know, insane. Weird. It is weird. Ben Kingsley for House of Sand and Fog. Don't remember that Which film. couldn't be a more different movie. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's with Jennifer Connelly. He's, he's, he's good in it. Yeah, I like um, Connelly. Yeah, okay. Judo on Cold Mountain, which I awesome haven't film. seen. Awesome film. You're a big Cold Mountain person? Love that film. Lost it's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah? A, it's a great film. Uh, Bill Murray and Lost in Translation. Which he does is, a great job. Which is a personal favorite of mine. Yeah, it's a great one. Um, and then, yeah, you have obviously, like I said, Jack Sparrow, which is, which is wild. Uh, I don't love him in this movie as much as other people do. Really? I don't, I don't get me wrong. He's good in it. It's, it's a fine role. It's fine. I don't think it's this like mind bendingly amazing performance that everyone seems to say it is. And I just, Ooh, I think it's complicated and committed. I think it's hard to do that role to have as much for that character to have as much confidence in himself as he does is crazy. Like that aspect of it really 
really puts it over the edge for me. Like he's such a doofus buffoon, like goofy, weird guy with a lot of confidence. It's, it's pretty yeah, awesome. See, I don't like how the characters are written. I know I'm, I, I can hear people wincing. as I don't like how this <laughs> character is written because is he a bad pirate or is he a good pirate? Yeah, he's he chaos. has some great ideas. He's ca- he's self-interested and chaos. He does have a code. It's hard to really define it. He's mostly self-interested and he's he's chaos. Like at one point in the movie, the characters, the Kira Knightley and Orlando Boom, are like, whose side is even on anymore? Yeah, exactly. And like, I don't know. Yeah, it's like exactly. Like I, I don't know. It's, it's part of the just... fun of the character. It's like how he can how he can sort of be an anar- like anarchist sort of weird chaos guy. Yeah, he just sort of creates trouble. Did you so? This movie's two hours and twenty minutes long. Yeah. Did you once laugh? Um, I don't think so. There are a lot of jokes in this movie. Yeah. Did you, I didn't once laugh. I don't think I, I don't laughed. think I even once had like a wry grin. I might have smiled a little bit here and there. Maybe. I don't I don't remember laughing. No. Like this there's nothing there, people are like, oh, this is fun. You'll hear that a lot of this movie. Like that's that's the that's the consensus. Oh, it's a very fun movie. Like, I don't maybe this I don't like I don't really like pirates. I don't really like yeah, it's, it hasn't really. Yeah, it's more like there it's is, kinda, I didn't think it was fun. It was a fucking drag. It was such a chore. This felt like such a chore. I was like, oh god, it's fucking thing just end. Definitely just, towards the end when you know they're going through another, um, you know, d- dead versus oh, alive like battle on a ship. Like I, Twenty I minutes, right? That got that 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 was a, that was enough for me. But but some of the scenes that were that were shorter were were fun. I, and plus, it's I think it. I think it looks good. It's pretty. The it looks good. you know the islands, the fortress that they that they were staying on the island. Was, I think that was Jamaica, beautiful, and the water's beautiful, and the ships and like all, all that. I think is really was really appealing and nice to look at. So that helped, and then some of the action sequences. But then, yeah, but then it just, it just got boring. That that's that's my biggest gripe is it just got boring towards the end. Like, and you don't the and I think it, part of it is part of the reason why it's so long is because they made the, um, the plot so convoluted. Like there's all these pieces and parts. Oh, he was put on this Island. And then again, so you had to yeah. explain all these backstories, how he lost the Pearl and his relationship with Barbosa and how will gets found. And that, you know what I mean? And like the nightly thing, or I'm uh, sorry, Kira, uh, Elizabeth role. Swan, yeah. And then you've got, um, you know, the, the other British commander guy and like, oh, you have to sort of explain all these pieces and parts. And it's kind of like, eh, how to get off the island and all, all that. And I just it, didn't care about any of it. It gets it gets to be a lot. Did and you, you, were you invested? Were you like, I care about this? No, I, I don't really, care. I, no, I just thought it was kind of nice. It was nice looking. And I thought, and there are parts where it's fun. And I just kept thinking, oh, I would like, I would, I give us like, it's like a B minus. It's not a terrible movie. I give it a C minus. Yeah, I don't think it's that. Yeah, you. I can understand why you'd be more. It's not fun. Like you say, it's fun. I don't see it's fun. There are. Like, part, I'm, I'm wait, wait, no, no. I am fun. Wait, did you find the first, um, the first sword fight between Will Turner and Sparrow fun? The best scene in probably the best scene in the movie. The first half hour, I would say, it was fun. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I say, I say the most enjoyable part of the movie was the first was the first half hour. Yeah. I got, like, oh, I'm like, oh, this looks really good. Yes. Um, I I just felt like oh, it was kind of interesting world potentially, but then they kind of. It just got boring and drawn out, but yeah, that was, I guess, I guess, yeah, I don't know if I use the word fun, but right. I guess I can see that element of it. Yeah. Right, beyond that though, is, is it ever fun again? Maybe when they're on the, like when it's just Keira Knightley and Jack Sparrow on that Island. Yeah. That's kind of a fun, like, I, fun I, I, scene. When I was going on, I'm like, I just wish they'd stay here for a while. Like, let's just watch these characters talk <laughs> because yeah. like, she's beautiful. Yes. And he's, he's crazy. Yes. And we have a whole, a whole basement of rum. Like, like just stop with the fucking dead stuff. Yeah. Stop with Jeffrey Rush. Who is a, he's very good in this role, but I just think the character is kind of eh. Stop with everything else. Let's just spend like 25 minutes here. If we're going to spend 220, let's do it. Let's just spend, let's do Castaway here. Yeah. With these two people. Yep. Are they going to fuck? 
Are they going to hide in this uh, basement? What's in that basement? Is there food in yeah, there? Yeah, what what's, what's going down there? on here? Why right. is this basement? Like, let's let's investigate just this. Let's just yeah. slow down and stop. Yep. But no, we have to have an hour and a half of you know, CGI skeletons sword fighting against pirates. British military. British people and or whatever. I don't care. That's the other thing is there's so many factions. You've got the, like, the new crew. You've got the dead crew. You've got the British army. You've got, like, all these... There's, it's a lot of moving parts for like a kid's movie. That's the other thing is if, if, if this is directed towards a nine or 10 year old, do they get what the hell is happening? So maybe, so what, like, why is that all in there? Who is this for? And yeah, I, that's a, that's a good question. I, I think it's adults. Him, I'm like, who is this for? But, but it's not for adults. because so it's stupid. I think it's for adults. I, any adult that likes this is dumb. Well, okay. I, they're dumb people. I'm <laughs> sorry. Yeah, I, but I, I don't care. Let's not, not go that. Cause why? Cause there are fun. You just admitted that there are fun parts of this I, movie. I said, I didn't say it was fun. I said it was like more enjoyable than the other parts. Of the you movie. said you could see you why it would be fun. If you sit down and watch this movie, if you go, I mean, I did as an adult, I was like, Hey, I'm going to go watch this movie. Right. I did too. By fucking at gunpoint. I felt like one of the uh, skeletons <laughs> just coming at me. Uh, if you sit down and watch it, I'm sorry. I, I will. I'm going to come out and say this. If you sit down and watch this movie, Jesus Christ. And you're like, Oh, this battle between this skeleton CGI man and this other like pirate guy is fun. Then you're just, you're, you might not be very bright or you might, or how you interpret media is not very intelligent. Like that. I'm sorry. There's a real disconnect there. These adults that watch these kids movies are just, there's just something missing. You realize you're the reason why we don't have 50,000 downloads per episode, right? Because <laughs> you keep calling people stupid. <laughs> Actually, and, and normally, I'm sorry, but no, it is what it is. And a lot of times I definitely agree with you on this one. I don't find it is. I, it, this, this one is not as hard for me to grasp. It's there are, it's pretty like if you don't think about it too much, you just want to sit on the couch and watch. Well, yeah, but that doesn't mean you're dumb. It just means you want entertainment. I think that that, you don't need to think about. I so think you're fucking dumb. Not. No, some people just like to zone out. That doesn't make them dumb. It, it like they will, No, I mean, it does help. But some people have hard jobs or jobs where they have to think all day. And so they come home and they want something that they can, you know, that they can watch. Because that's, they can't intellectually handle something more complicated. Your brain gets tired sometimes. Don't you think? No. Yeah, yours doesn't. Well, you're a special breed of human being. I, I'm sorry. If you're, if, you're, if you're really enjoying this movie, like if you like, I guess the one thing maybe I guess to just have it on the background while you do the laundry. Like, all right, I guess that's, but that's not what I'm talking. I'm talking, if you sit down with a bowl of popcorn and you're like, I'm going to watch Pirates of the Caribbean, Black Pearl thing. And you're like, oh, <laughs> this is, f- oh, this is, what a story. Like, who's going to win? Oh shit. The skeleton got the other I don't hands. think it's ever that invested. I don't think anybody's calling this a fucking, you know, a masterpiece, you know, an adventure land masterpiece. I just think it's, it's kind of fun. It's like, it's almost like a video game to me. Actually, this is kind of like a video game. Could you see it like that? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Okay. So then, you know, people play video games. Yeah, they, I play they, video games. Yeah. Do you play any of that? I don't know what types you play, but but some people I, I, play. I play like Grand Theft Auto. I play, good, yeah. uh, I play like the, I used to play the Madden ones. Like I like playing yeah, the football ones. Yeah. I, I mean, like first person, um, you know, shooter ones basically is, is how, what I would do. Like, uh, okay. So calm or any of those. Those were kind of fun for me. I, I'm, so I'm not, like I said, I'm not talking about having it on the background. Like especially like, if you have kids, like I guess I think I think so. I disagree with you a little bit. I think this movie exists as something that the whole family can in theory kind of quote unquote watch together, but no, oh, yeah. but no one's going to like, you know, hopefully we can watch it together, but it's not really for anybody. So nobody really wins. <laughs> it's like, it's just sort of like this treat is peace treaty, the family signs. And it's like not <laughs> terrible enough, but yet not like it just exists. And then the movie ends and the family can like pretend they love each other, whatever the fuck they do. And then they move on. <laughs> Maybe they actually love each other. And that's Maybe okay. they do. Whatever, whatever happened. <laughs> but I think it's, think it's something that kind of like works for everybody, but doesn't work for anybody. Maybe. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I mean, it right. exists for that reason. There I, is, I can't imagine it's like a 38 year old guy who's like, yeah. There probably aren't too many. It's the Disney people who would be like that. It's the Disney people who actually love to go to Walt Disney World, and you know that's that's what they do as if even as adults, not with kids. Like, imagine they, being one of those fucking psychos. I mean, it's not for me. I like. It's, <laughs> <laughs> imagine, imagine you get on a fucking. I know people like this. Imagine I know people. you have no kids. You get on a fucking plane and you go to Disney World and you put the ears on. You put you dress up and are you curious? I you, know you can't dress up as the, as the characters. I have some buddies who do this. I, I know people do this I'm too. Sorry. I'm sorry, buddies. And you you go on these. You stand in a line. You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> To, to go, go on this ride you've been on six times. <laughs> oh, I'm on Space Mountain. You're fucking 45 years old. Like, what the fuck is wrong? What, what the fuck is happening? Yes. So How are we allowing this? So I have more empathy for people who like fantasy than you do. <laughs> fantasy. What a fucking Christ. Uh, <laughs> Wait, do you, do you have less of a problem with people liking <laughs> this or Lord of the Rings? That's my question. <laughs> uh, I, have, I have less of a problem with people like Lord of the Rings. I think that's probably. I think that because those a lot movies, more depth. there's a bit of. God, those movies are just kind of most well, boring too. Um, I'm not bored by them. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, no, those movies are. There's a bit. There's a more mature themes that ride throughout those movies. Oh yeah. Than this this yeah. is. Yeah, you're right. There's not a lot of depth here. There's there's some adults out there really need to like get in touch with like their childlike persona. Like there's a lot yeah. of that like yeah. insanity. And it's like, just grow the fuck up. You're an adult. Uh, it's fun. There's a little bit of nostalgia there, don't you think? This is not if you're in a, okay. Of like a more innocent time in your life where you don't have to worry about all the weight of the world. So let's say it's 2003 and you're an adult and you're watching this. Yeah. You're now getting nostalgia for like, an, just watch a movie from your childhood then I guess. Yeah, right? I guess you could. Yeah. Wouldn't, I don't that, be, wouldn't that hit the nostalgia? Well, but maybe you're bored more? by old, but yeah, you're right. Cause then it's not, I was, I was thinking you want something new, but has that, those same things that'll throw you back into your, you know, into a safer time in your life. Maybe. I don't know. I don't think that this is made for one group of people. I do think this is sort of a like settling. I, think, I think you definitely have are right on about that. Like, and as you, much as I'm like screaming at the, you know, yeah. At, at a, you know, at matter at walls here. Uh, I, uh, I'm wrong. Uh, this movie's made a shit oh, ton yeah. of money. I wonder. I didn't. I didn't look, but I bet between the five movies, it's been you know, it's two billion. Oh yeah, something. Oh, like easily. That, right? I'll take the over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, this movie alone made six hundred and something million. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, right. you know, that's not profit, but I mean, it's what it brought in. You know, it, sure. You know, it, that's right. not including DVD sales. That's just uh, box office and merchandising stuff like and that. merchandising. So <laughs> this movie might have made a billion. Just in that, in yeah, that stuff, close. Yeah, yeah, you know, you can say six hundred. That's still a pretty big number. <laughs> right. Just a box office. So, yeah. right when you figure in rentals and everything else, yeah, it's it's a lot. And and you know, maybe and I I hate I hate the one size fits all. Uh, yeah, me too. I, I'm not a huge fan of that either. I, right. Like, let pick 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 something and right. Let, let, pick let, one thing and do it right. Yeah, right. like do it know. well. Um, but you know, this movie does this. And it worked because the sequels made, you know, this movie didn't work and it wasn't, and it didn't hit the marks it wanted to hit. The yeah. sequels would have bombed. Absolutely. But people ran out in droves. I mean, there's, I think they have like, they've made five and there's two more five. in production. There's going to be Jesus. seven of these fucking things. Depth. I've watched, I think I've probably seen four of them. maybe. <laughs> Why? And depth. the problem is they, they get worse. Wait, wait time out. Why? Because I like him. Depth. We're going to talk about this, but I, I'm like a Johnny Depp apologist. Like okay. I really like Johnny Depp and I think he, and I, so I keep wanting to, I keep watching films with him in it and wanting him to be good. And he just stops being good. Like right around now. 
But like, what, after, I, after I don't the know. second Pirates of the Caribbean movie, you're like, oh, what? It's not like I went to the theater to saw it. I just had threw it on. Like, do you realize there's no content right now to watch? I'm back. I'm watching Deep Space Nine right now because there's like nothing for me to watch. I just, I was bored. I, 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 just, I think I've seen four of them. And that's unbelievable to me. So like yeah. after the third one, you're like, I, I got to see what happens well, to these guys next. It's not even that. You know, the, I these, don't even these remember. skeletons could come back to life and then you got Davy Jones' locker and now we're <laughs> going to have Barbosa. You know, like, who gives a fuck about yeah, any of this? Yeah, I forgot. I, I, I think there's enough time in between them that I forgot. I think the, so the third one maybe came out in 2011, the fourth one, 2007. So there was enough time. I didn't even remember what was going on, but you don't have to by that point. You just want to, oh, let's go. I think I was like, oh, maybe these are some fun characters and a thing that I don't have to really, you know, do too much digging. So on. you're and part of the problem. I guess I'm part of the problem. Sorry. So you sit down and you're like, oh, right, oh you know, Pirates of Caribbean 3. I, I don't have a lot to do right now. It's a rainy day. So I'm uh, going to watch. Barbara and I like to watch blockbusters together because they're sort of eye candy. What They're easy eye candy. So we'll, we'll, we'll watch blockbusters. Definitely. Yeah. But like, are, we'll, you, are you enjoying it? Or are you just kind of like, is it just like a, like a prison sentence? Oh, it's never that bad. That's what it felt like watching this. And I, I like going to the theater too. I don't think I saw it. Maybe I saw the first one in the theater. I don't, I don't know, but I like going to the theater too. Cause it's, it's an experience yeah, and it's course. big yeah. and loud and you know, it looks good and you're eating popcorn and all that stuff. And you know, if you, yeah, I like that experience and seeing blockbusters in that experience. Like I would never, I don't like going to the, to the theater to watch like really, you know, pull your heartstring type of movies. I don't, I don't like that experience. I'd rather do that in the comfort of my own home. And you've never seen Manchester by the sea, right? I, I am. I need to see that. Don't I? That's so you've seen Pirates of the Caribbean four, but you've never seen Manchester by the Sea. That's where we are. Do I have to see that film? That's I know it's going to hurt me. Isn't oh, it's, it's going to fuck. That, that, that's hurts. the thing. I, I don't because you the only thing I don't because you mentioned a, you're like I, I don't want to go to the, I saw I it at the theaters. Oh, dude, and it was just like oh, <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> do it. I get punched. In the I dark. haven't seen you know that started with there. My uh, a good buddy of mine's uh, dad. Um, once said to me something early on in my adulthood, like you don't have, you don't have, you get it. The world's a tough place. You don't have to see, you don't have to always see the tough films. And I was like, yeah, yeah, you're right. The I don't have to subject myself to this. Like I didn't see boys don't cry. I should see that fucking film. I'm sure it would destroy me. And I, ha- I just, I was like, I can't, I can't do it. But th- doesn't it almost destroy you more watching something like this? It's like, you no. feel, it's just, it's just like this, the nothingness. It's like, there's so much money spent People on this. People have hobbies that pass the time that don't require a lot of mental. So I put a lot of um, mental energy into certain aspects of my world. So our podcast is one of them. My work is another one. Music projects, my marriage. Like I put a lot of mental energy into those sure. things. Don't always have to put a lot of mental energy into some of the entertainment stuff that I do. You know? I, I don't. Uh, I'm sure you're right. I'm sure I'm the oddball here because these movies are wildly successful. So yeah, there's like, obviously a market for this. Yeah, and, and, and I'm just trying to understand. But wait, but can you not understand the situation where, say, you? T- I, I'm not a good one to talk because I never take time off. But don't you ever take like vacation? Sure. And like a moving one. Yes, <laughs> it's great. <laughs> no, but it, it's a little different. Like yeah. it, no, so. I hear you're oh, okay, when you went down to Key West for, for your honeymoon. for your honeymoon, did, yeah. I know you were out and exploring stuff too. But didn't you like take some time, read books, like hang out? Yeah. Read, I think water. reading books is fine. You're reading good books. I read a book on my home. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, So that's, you know, was it more, enter- like, did you try to turn the brain off a little bit during that during that time? Yeah, that- I, I guess I do on vacation, I guess. But even then, we're still, like, I'm trying to explore the area. We, like, Lauren, I did a scavenger hunt. So we're, like, yeah. running around trying to get, you know, I, I, I um... I mean, I like an, an active one too, but I also, I, mean, I also I definitely put some time in like the hot tub and I just do a podcast on, but I, I don't think that's 
shutting my like i just can't imagine watching these these the thing with me is and it gets weird and i'm surprised we haven't i don't know the children element of this is like mm-hmm. you're watching something that's like for kids to relax that's fucked up to me well and we, we accept it as we agree that that's not necessarily what this film is for this Some is of not the- for adults either though and if you're an adult watching this on your own which you did which you've done four times <laughs> like that to me is weird like it's strange because yeah, you know what's going to happen at the end you know the good guy's going to win you know the bad guy's going to oh, lose oh yeah of course so it's like super simplistic like yeah, that yeah and it's and you, it's, it's about you're supposed to have fun with the journey you're supposed to have fun with these characters right and with the scenery you know definitely it has some good act- like Orlando Bloom's a good actor. Like, he's not a good actor. He's terrible. He's terrible. He's a franchise. He's a, a, a success of franchises. He did a movie called Elizabeth Town. Cameron Crowe directed it. Oh yeah, a few I, years I ago, don't think I've seen it. Where he actually had to act, and it was awful. Was it bad? It was a booby tanked. He's terrible. Uh, he, he can't. He does these like Lord of the Rings and this because he can just like kind of plug and play. He's a good looking guy. Throw him in there. He won't. He won't be terrible, but he's not good. And then he allows people like Johnny Depp or these other like troll people, the Hobbit men in the Lord of the, <laughs> the Rings. Hobbit men. They're like to, to shine. Or yeah. Whatever. Okay. Um, he's, he's not good. Um, well, uh, but he's, fine. but he's not, but he's not disagreeable. Yeah. So you can just like kind of throw him in there and he's, he's there. He exists. But yeah. You think about the movies he's in. They've made so much money. They have made a lot of money. So, but I'm just saying like the scene, like everything is like, it's, this is not, it's, it's not that complicated to, to say. I think you're, you're the weird one here. I, I agree. Yeah. I, 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 it makes me angry. Um, but I agree. I, I, this, this movie's success speaks I would, volumes. When I was watching, I was thinking that this movie would be better if it were a lot darker. Like if the, if the actual killing had consequences, yes. if people were actually afraid, if you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, cause you saw a lot of death in this film, but, but all of this was like, ha ha ha. You saw someone like open a door and get shot in the face. You did. Which is like fucked up. And then like yeah. nobody, nobody, it's yeah. almost like worse. That is, that, that, that's very weird. So I, I thought this would be a, this, like if they actually made this an R film and it was darker, that this could have been a cooler, like a cooler take on it. Like things had consequences, which it didn't sort of like a Bonnie and Clyde type of situation. Kind of. If you think about, you know, um, that movie, ha- Oh, you mean you have it just, like, just that like movie? yeah, like, you know, I'll, you kind of think of it from that perspective. Like these are actually killers. Go yes. Whoever they are, the, right. whatever faction, these are actually all bloodthirsty killers. They break into somebody's home and shoot people in the house. Shoot people in the house. Right. Yeah. It's really scary. Yeah. It would be right. So you could do that. I think you could do this in a dark way, but then it, it, but then it just shrugs it off because no one wants to think and that's what we do. And then we move on and nobody thinks and everyone's happy. And it's just like, what the fuck? Yeah. But alas, Pirates of the Caribbean curse of the black pearl. So you give it a C minus. I give it a B minus. Um, I give people that watch it now. I think you it, get an F if you watch this. Fuck that. You watched it. So um, no, if, you, if you didn't have to watch it, if you, well, you I, I'm to, exempt. You watched the second one though. You watched it out of order. Even you were so excited. To see <laughs> that was my gunpoint <laughs> as well. Uh, but that, but it was, so Ugh. I think, so I think it would be, I actually think it would be a strong, like it would be stronger if it were an hour shorter. It would be a lot more enjoyable. Yeah. It, it actually, I, if, all kidding aside, although I'm not really kidding. This movie, this movie, and the people who watch it do anger me. It pisses me off. If you watch four of these, actually. Yeah, good. But if it was a buck twenty, yeah, this you could see this it. would be a lot more like, entertaining. Okay, it didn't get out. Right, right, you know, cool characters done. Yeah. Well, all right, the characters. I don't know, dial back in the cool but, part. No, Johnny Depp's character he's, is good. Sparrow is good. I, I he I, is good. I will. I'm not. He's good. I, everyone else seems to think he's great. I think he's good. I th- I think I just need to chalk it up to just it's just not for me, and it's nothing against him because like there's no way they wrote the character that way either. This is Depp. 
Like this is it. Cause they, you think you see some of the other people that they were thinking about have like Christopher walking, walking, doing this role. There was no, no one, no one would have done that. Would have, think of anybody else in this role. Would but have made he's this. just kind of being weird. Yeah. It's very strategically weird. Mm. I, I, it just doesn't work for me. And I just, the whole thing doesn't work for me, it, but he's good. He's good. Yeah. I, I just, I just don't see him as like this a great iconic performance that it is like, you know, people, people think of it that way. Yeah. And even like movie, like this, this is, you know, dial back from my criticism of like, you know, the Disney culture thing, like movie people consider this to be an iconic, great performance. And it's just not, it, I just don't see that way, but, but yeah. it's okay. I mean, I'm not going to have that to be because, because I, I will fully attest that I could be on the wrong on that one. I am on the wrong on that one. That's fine. All right. But he's good. I don't think he's bad in this role at all. I think he's good. He's the best actor in this movie. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's not like, you know, yeah, yeah, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not shitting on it. Yeah. And Jeffrey Rush, like you said, is quite good in his yeah, role too. He's good. He's making the most of what he's, of what he's given. Absolutely. It starts to get weird though with Depp. This, he doesn't do is this doesn't. This well, that doesn't goes go to well. our debate. So let's have our little debate here. So we, yeah. I was going to be like, ah, should we do the Johnny Depp Hall of Fame plaque? And then I thought about it. I'm like, you know what? I don't know if I think Johnny Depp should be in the Hall of Fame. I asked Matt. And you, you seem I to said think yes. he is. Yeah, I think so, so. I think we just need to have a debate on whether he should be in the Hall of Fame. And I, I don't get his resume anymore. And I swear I'm not trying to do the Skip Bayless, you know, uh, pardon my take or not pardon my, uh, whatever the fucking shows are. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> trying to do the, like, the show like with Stephen A. Smith with like, you play that side, I play this side. No, we, no, we just say yeah. what we think. That's I don't think he should be in the Hall of Fame, but it could be swayed. But I don't <sighs> think he should be in the Hall of Fame. That's, I think, that's what I'm trying to say. The problem is if his career ended right about now, 2003, um, I think he would have been a lock because of all he, okay, here's, here's, here's my take. Very good looking guy. Yes. Good at very good acting chops. Very yes. good acting chops. Yes, I agree. Could have done, um, blockbuster. I mean, and then he does later in life, but he could have that his trajectory. He could have been like, I'm going to make a shit ton of like, there are, it's, it's like, he could have been totally typecast as like leading man in films. Uh, making a shit ton of money, which he sort of does later on. And instead he does weird, like challenging roles for the first part of his career. Yes. So he does Edward Scissorhands. Yep. A bunch of like the, the um, what's the guy, the director Burton films. Tim like, Burton, yes. yeah, yeah. So Sweeney Todd, um, the Jack Sparrow is an odd one. He does Benny and June, Gilbert Grape, Dead Man. Which is the only uh, Jurassic? I can't remember that guy. The director's name. I hate that guy. He's a shitty director, except for that one film. That's the black and white western. Oh, uh, Dead Man. Jeremosh. Uh, Jer- Jim. Jim. Jim Jeremush. Yeah, he just I did. Seen uh, Dead Man he yet. just did the Dead Don't Die. The Dead Don't Die is is one of the worst films ever made, with, along with The Happening. Um, Happening so bad. If you want to like shoot yourself uh, in the face, watch that fucking film. Uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, Donnie Brasco, Fear and Loathing, um, The Ninth Gate, which people mostly don't like, but I think is a very good film. So what, are, what are his like top five roles for you? Do you have like a top? Do you have a list? So, oh, I didn't, I didn't put him in order, but okay. I'm just thinking like of those roles early in his career yeah. before 2003. So you say that it's, it's so funny. You have that cut off because before 2003, he was never nominated for an Oscar. I know. And he's been nominated for three all after that. He was nominated for, um, Price Gibbering. Like we said, the next year he did finding Neverland, which is he's, a, he's good. He's quite good. In that movie. Yeah. He's not, not doesn't it's quite all, right. all doesn't quite work all the way. Cause was it's the movie not kind of weird and creepy. I remember he yes, was, he was. And then, uh, three years later he was nominated for, uh, Sweeney Todd. Yeah, that's right. That's right. 
Yeah. He never right. won. Um, he didn't, no. So so you're dealing with an actor that's never won an Oscar, which, whatever, dominates it more. But dominated but, three but times. But three is not a huge number. And, but it's not a tiny, you know, it's not one. He and could have been nominated for... Because we put Arnold in, he's never been nominated. Yeah, exactly. He could have been nominated in for um for what's eating Gilbert Grape, too. I agree with that. Yeah. So that, to me, is his best role. Probably. I haven't seen it in so long, but... I, I think he's at his best in that movie. That movie is a, a quiet gem that really, I'm surprised, doesn't get even more, because you figured DiCaprio yeah, end up. You know, know, like, why Why don't people talk about this movie more? I don't know. Um, He's, ve- he's very good in that movie. He, um... He's so he's good. He's very good in Ed Wood. Oh, that's right, too. I forgot about Ed Wood. He's very good in that film. Yes. Um, which Martin Landau won for, and Johnny Depp didn't get nominated. Yeah. Which, at the time, people kind of said, that's not really fair. But, uh... He is really good at playing weird characters. That came out in 94, the same year as Gump, Pulp yep. Fiction, and Shawshank. Oh, so, yeah. Like, so I kind of just got... Kind of no, brushed away a little no bit. Shot. Um... He did shock a lot. Blow. Blow. He's not good in blow. He is good in blow. Yeah. You didn't like that movie. I, I, you didn't like I, him. It's an okay movie. It's a, I think he's good. It's like, you know, it's, it's good fellas. Um, minus, yeah. um, like single leg good fellas, like much lower, but then quality. Then though, he does the tourist, the rum diary, dark shadows, piece of shit, transcendence, piece of shit, Mordecai, piece of shit, right, fantastic yeah. beast, piece of shit. Like yeah. after, after yeah, this after point in time. Right. The Burton collaborations also don't work. You know, we have some, of these, some of these I haven't seen. Some of these I have. You I know. think he's very good. I think as particularly the Edward Scissorhands. Yes, it's like and, such and, a weird. And Edward. And Edward. Yep. Yeah. Um, but then it gets you know into the yeah. into like I said Dark Shadows or you have the Chocolate oh. Factory thing and you have the other. Oh yeah, Willy Wonka. The other movies. not as good. Just, yeah. You know. But I like that he's willing to do the pro, the problem is it gets old. He's when he starts doing the weird characters later on, he starts to pull from his own weird characters earlier and they just don't work as well. Earlier in his career they do work very well. He did the Whiter Bulger movie. Have you seen that? I haven't seen it, but I, I he, everybody he, said it was so shitty. I just It didn't. was not good. He's he you can see he's definitely trying to get a nomination. Like he's working really hard. Um yeah. and he, but he, Black he, Mass, is that what that is? Or Black Mass. Black Mass. Um, yes, it's exactly what it is. Yeah, it, it's not. It's not a good movie at all. Um, and he's he's fine in it, but he's, it's not. Yeah, I, I think the first. Like, do you do you agree? If it was just the first half of his career, we would have been like, yeah, no doubt. Even though he had no, act, I, certainly no not no doubt. No, because he he's he's just weird all the time. Even back then, like when he's like Gilbert Grape and some of his other when he was being more normal, that works for me. Well, Donnie Brasco, he was Donnie normal. Brasco, absolutely, yeah. Um, those work for me. Those, just Donnie Brasco and Gilbert Grape and Edward Scissorhands, that's not enough for a Hall of Fame career. Like, I don't think enough there. Yeah, the maybe, have half. you not seen Dead Man, Ninth Gate? Um, no. Okay. But those are not transcendent. You, that's not a Hall of, those are not, it's not a Hall of Fame resume. Those are movies you like. But it's not like, those are not big, bo- you know what I mean? Those are not. I don't know that I can just say that that's, that's what, I, no, well, because big movies, then he's been in big, huge blockbuster films. He's Arnold Schwarzenegger, the, the back half of his career. Because then he's got all the Pirates of the Caribbean shit. Right, but those are just kind of sequels. I don't think, but being in one franchise doesn't, isn't enough either, I don't think. Like, well, so now he's in a second one with the fucking Fantastic Beasts. But Beast those movies stuff. are not critically, those movies make, those movies make a fraction of what the other ones make. They're the push- not successful economically and they're not successful critically. So I don't think that's a good resume. The pushback is, is uh, Schwarzenegger, though. I mean, you know, he's just been blockbusters that aren't really critically acclaimed. That are fun. I mean, I like. But they uh, made money. Like the Fantastic don't, Beast yeah. movie don't make the money they wanted to make. Yeah, maybe not. They're contractually, I, I they don't, they're contractually obligated to make these fucking things. And they, now they wish they didn't make them at all because now he's in court. That thing's a fucking disaster. Yeah, I don't know much. It's I, like I saying that Titanic's a good boat ride. I mean, that's like, yeah. it's not a good, it's not a good parallel. Um, 
the first half of his career, I think he had the building blocks toward a Hall of Fame career. And you're right, then the wheels come off. But I yeah. to say he's a no-doubter based on the first 15 years, 20 years of his career, I, I don't see it. And I, right, and, and up until then, he was never nominated for an Oscar, and he's not really in a ton of blockbusters. He should have been nominated. For Gilbert Grape and Ed Wood. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I mean, and maybe even, well, and maybe even Brasco. Yeah. Those are good movies, but there's a lot of good actors out there that you're like, all right, well, that guy, you know, maybe should have gotten a, a shot. I think Johnny Depp has to go in. I, I think he's got to go in. I think he's got to go in. Maybe we'll do, we can do a poll. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, you're on the fence. I'm almost firmly in the no camp. Yeah. The, you didn't, I was, I was like, maybe he'll convince me you haven't. So, well, I can only convince based on the movies he's done. And some of them you haven't seen. I know you're saying that, but, but it's not, it has to like hall of fame. It's not just like me and you, like, it has to be like somewhat bigger than like the oh, ninth I think, gate. I mean, that's not, it's a movie. That's like, that's a forgotten movie. Like, it no, shouldn't be though. It's a stu- it's a stupidly forgotten movie. It's a great film. You should see it. You should see yeah, it. I'm not against seeing it. Like if we run yeah. into it, we certainly can watch it. But yeah. like, I, I just, I, that's not something, you know, it's too obscure. I think we think, but then, the, but then the critics would, would disagree with us with things like, so Sweeney Todd, I thought was okay, but it's just cause I'm not, I don't really care that much, but critics would give him, Critics gave him a lot of praise for that. Yeah. So, you know, that's another blockbuster craze. So it does have... I know that he's I, good in so that. He's okay. I, I'm shutting off the back half of his career, but that's unfair too. So if you include the back half of his career where he does get critically acclaimed, I think you put him in. Well, he's critically acclaimed. He wasn't getting like the award love. Yeah. Um, so it's a little different. Like critics definitely did a lot of his performances in Ed Wood, Don yeah. Brasco. Yeah, 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 um, Right. You know, some of those movies in the so 90s. Then don't you Even think- Edward Scissorhands. So... If so, then if like, can't you put them both together? Then like, I'm negative on the back half of his career. It sounds like you are as well, but that but most people aren't. So if we take that into account, plus the first half where he does a bunch of he does he does he does some he does really good I just roles. Don't think there's enough of either. You know, it's just not just quite enough there. And just so oh, so the Hall of Fame how it works is the the theory <laughs> is this that like in this imaginary world, one actor and one actress get in every year. Yeah. So imagine like you have a hundred actors. So basically, we we're saying Tom Johnny Depp is is he one of the top one hundred? Actors, not just talent wise, but just like the whole enchilada of yeah. all time. Is yeah. he in the top 100? I, I think it's tough. I, and you may say, of course he's a giant, but you think, well, you know, you also have, you know, people like Valentino and you have people like Jimmy Stewart and James sure. Cagney. It was a, you know, so it's not, you know, it's, it's a long span of time we're talking about here. Um, but is he, in, is he now? I, I, I'm guessing because of recency bias, the poll will come out saying that he should be. Yeah. But I really don't think he should i think unless some sway and i haven't been so okay all right we'll put the poll up though. i'm guessing the poll will come out your way Probably. he usually does populist matt populist matt <laughs> whatever anyway you like the you like these movies you won the last couple of polls you think johnny depp's in the hall of fame I, i'd say you're more the man of the people i'm a, <laughs> a smarter man of the people okay man of the people oh we have <laughs> an exciting sponsor yeah i'll just wait for you you could have given me a prompt. That's okay. what, 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 what uh, I need I'm to, not, I need I'm to actually genuinely excited to talk about. Yeah, about totally. This. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, our episode today is sponsored by pod, uh, podcorn. Um, how Matt and I found podcorn, uh, was we, uh, I was on a buddy's show. He, he was doing a read for it as well. And I'm like, Oh my God, what is this? We talked yeah. like 20 minutes after the show. And it's a way for podcasts to find advertisers and for advertisers to find podcasts. And it takes out that middleman. So what podcorn is, is a marketplace that connects podcasters to, um, you know, opportunities like host read ads, interview segments, topical discussions, and more. We've used some of these, um, yeah. like Jesse Dayton, when we had him yep. on, we found him through Podcorn. So you can also find like some great guests. This is like a, for 
when you're an independent podcast like ours, it's really tough to find like, how do you find sponsors? Yeah, that's the problem. How do you like, find? Do you go? Do you go company by company to like try to get people to sponsor? How do you do it? So, uh, Podcorn takes out that that middleman. Podcasters of all sizes can browse and choose opportunities right on the platform. Uh, you can you, you can set your own rates. Uh, you collaborate with brands directly without any exclusivities. So that's cool. So if you're on there and you know you, you how much do I charge? It kind of gives you guidelines, but you yeah. can charge what you want to charge. Yeah. Um, and then they can accept that proposal or not. Uh, you never give up any rights to your podcast and Podcorn is here to support you at every step. And I can attest that because never once have they tried to censor or anything like no. that. There's none of that. No, 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 it's no, a no. completely free marketplace yeah. when it comes to ideas, which is what Matt and I are, are big fans of. Um, the marketplace mission is to give podcasters transparency, creative freedom, and full control of how and when uh, they monetize. Um, click the link in our show notes and you can sign up to Popcorn and start browsing sponsorship opportunities today. And just from a technical standpoint, it's super easy to like sign up and, and set up. It just, just like two or three minutes and I was done and set, set us up. It was so simple to do it. So and I even highly I recommend. can use it. You like, t- I yeah, do you, the proposals do, and stuff. Yeah. And I'm, as we know from the show, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm no tech wizard. And even I have no problem using it. Um, not at all. Which yeah. is yeah. quite a testament to Popcorn. <laughs> uh, but check out, if you have a podcast, check out Podcorn. You can't go wrong. And, and then there's no restrictions like on size or anything like that. So even if you're like, oh, my podcast is small, just give, just give try. it a shot. Why not? Yeah. You have nothing to lose. It's right. awesome. Um, so Highly recommend. Check out Popcorn. All right. So we're doing uh, Crazy in Love by Beyonce featuring Jay-Z. Um, this is how you write a pop song. Yes, it's good. It's a great song. You really like it. I thought, yeah. see, I, I, uh, based on f- past discussions we've had, I thought that you would not be into Beyonce I'm not so a much. huge Beyonce fan, but this is by far... Peak Beyonce. This, this is this is my yeah. favorite Beyonce song by, yeah, by yeah. far. That I've heard. I, I will admit I haven't listened to all of her songs. No, um, but the ones I've heard, this is my favorite by far. I really have a soft spot for Destiny's Child um, in general. Like I really love Beyonce's voice. Uh, I like their songs. I think they're produced well and written well. And this is her first. This is her first solo shot. Like right after, and they were doing a little bit of hiatus after um, after Survivor. I think was was Destiny's Child last album and so this is you, you knew that Beyonce was going to be the star of this group yes. I mean she's like the lead singer and the other two members tried to do like solo careers to various success but you knew that Beyonce was going to be the, the one right, she's no got an amazing voice beautiful yeah. um, a lot of talent there but this so this is from her debut album Dangerously in Love um, it won two Grammys this, uh, this song was nominated for a couple and won two uh, charted all over the world like this was number one in the United States on various charts. Uh, the the song was number four on the Hot 100 for the year. It even charted the next year. Like it was a big hit. The album sold 11 million copies. It sold, I don't know, five, six million copies. This song sold like five or six million copies too. Um, and the, al- the album too, like uh, had uh, another number one. Do you know Baby Boy? That, uh, yeah, Baby Boy. I knew that one. I listened okay. to it today. Naughty Girl and Me, Myself, and I were two other top fives. It was a, it was a massive album. Huge show. Like a good way to really spur her solo career. But I figured we wouldn't talk too much about Beyonce. I mean, most people know her, and maybe there's some other like times where we run into some other songs that we can talk about her more. I really wanted to talk about the construction of the song because this, this is how you write a fucking pop song. All right. Um, this has a ton of attention to detail and it's hook after fucking hook after fucking hook. It's just, it's amazing. And totally. It's, yeah. I, 
I'm right, right there with you. Yeah, like it feels like you, the song, as someone who's a late person, it feels like the song does shift and change, but it's always has like a, a proportion of energy throughout. Yeah, 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 yeah. it does. Um, so it starts with, uh, so Rich Harrison is one of the writers on the song. He's also produced uh, a couple of the songs from the album. He did a lot of work. I think he did some work with Destiny's Child and, and some other um, R&B acts, but he apparently, it's kind of a little bit of a funny story. He, he found this sample and cut it up. So that's uh, that's it's a great Chi Lights. It's an amazing sample. Uh, the, it's a Chi Lights song. Which did have you, have you ever listened to any Chi Lights stuff? A little bit. Like, tell me, have you seen her? That song. Yeah, there's some stuff. From, I think there's some Chi Lights song on Jackie Brown. Yeah, um, that's how I found them. Um, yeah. So I then did a little deep dive back in like the late '90s with some of that that sound. I'm gonna have to because I like they're they're badass. They had they charted a lot for within like a five year span, late '60s, early '70s. Yeah. They, they had like eleven R and B like chart and charting number one. So it's I'm gonna have to go back. It's crazy to put on if you're cooking yeah. like dinner or whatever, or yep. you know, hanging out with the with the lady, have a little wine, whatever. It's, a, it's a definitely it's good stuff. So Rich Harrison finds the song is like okay, fuck it, like cuts it up um, into the horn that horns and then that like sort of drum break section and, and turns that in, into a loop. And um, he is real protective of it because he, he shows some friends and he's like, and people are like, oh my God, this is like legit a great sample. This is going to make someone really happy. And so um, sends it to, send, wants to find the right person, sends it to Beyonce. And, and the, at first she's kind of like, eh, I don't know if I like it. But then over the course of several months or something, she finally is like, okay, let's, let's give it a shot. Calls him up. Um, hey, can you meet us at the studio tomorrow? Um, and he does. Apparently, he's hungover. Gets the studio. They don't really hit it off so well. Um, probably because he's fucking hungover. And you know, can you imagine going to meeting Beyonce fucking hungover, like trying to pitch her a song? Um, she's a person. I mean, she. Yeah, but, uh, but I would never go into a. Yeah, but else. I would never go to a bit. No, but that's like if you get her a song, that's a chance at a number one song yeah. and a Grammy and a bunch of money and all sorts of shit. So I, I would be clear headed for that one. He's not. But she's like, okay, I'm going to leave the studio and give you a couple hours. Can you just like write it? And he does. He like basically, he writes the verses. She provides some of the hooks and some of the other things, but he basically constructs the song in like two hours and she has it to the album. So, so that's the first thing is this amazing sample, right? That just like drives the entire song. Then, um, uh, crazy drums. Right, that's just kind of a slowed down version of it, but the, but just this like crazy drums, and then um, you've got this. Listen to how she sings the chorus. It's so juicy. She okay. So we've talked about, but we've talked before about how rhythms can be broken down into twos and threes. And when, when rhythms are broken down into threes, it has a swing feel. And this song kind of has, it, there's, there's a lot of um, cool like Latin beats in here, sambas and things, which we'll talk about in a second. But, and no one's, no one's perfect. A machine can do it perfect. Like you're never going to break down a beat perfectly. You're never going to play perfectly in time unless you're uh, a machine. But there are certain people who can play so well in time that they can actually play on different parts of the beat a little bit of a head or a little bit behind on the beat. When you play a little ahead, it really starts to propel the song forward. When you play a little bit behind, it sort of drags. It gives you this feeling like you're like you're um, like you're just a little bit of molasses. And um, 
usually like playing behind the beat has has a feel of more of like R and B and soul and like slower slower hip hop. It, it it's it's just like a, a more like almost almost like a just like a, a less exact sound. When you rush, when you play ahead, it that propel doesn't doesn't feel as inexact. But when you drag a little bit, it does. So it it makes it muddier, slower, molassesier. She is singing behind the fucking beat um, on this. So crazy right now. She just drags. It just it kills me when I listen to it. It's, it's just this. It just 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 gives me this like I don't know this this feel like I'm like uh, like I'm kind of tripping over it a little bit. It's so compelling to me to listen to that. Can, can do you hear her? Do you hear that she's like slow? I, on that I guess I yeah I mean when I'm listening to it just, just the energy is, is so overwhelming there it's kind of where I, where I am it's so, like I, like this is fun so the amazing part is like you've got the kit and you got that crazy awesome trumpet sample a horn section sample and that is on time on the beat propelling you forward mm-hmm. but she is dragging against that so it's that tension there that, is that, that something you feel. that she's doing intentionally? Is that something they're doing in the productions afterwards? I think that they probably produce that. I think they dragged her back. Yeah. Because that that's hard that it's hard to do. Um But like, you know, when you hear someone singing anything, they're never they're, they're never singing like completely on the beat in time. If they do that, it's boring. It sounds very, you know, like methodical. You know, it, even like rap, which is all about rhythm. You're never hearing something totally on the beat. You're hearing people kind of pull with the time a little okay. bit. So, so you do that naturally, but but to, but to do it, but you would to do it naturally exactly like that would be very difficult to do. So I think they do it in production. But it's an amazing choice. I'm sure she sings it with. She has like some of that feel where she is, you know. But it wouldn't be as perfect, perfectly done as that. Okay. Unless they unless they augment it. Um, I I think, but it's still amazing. Um, and then. This, uh, this hook, the nose. What she is doing there is mimicking this, which is the samba, um, a go-go bells. So it's it's she's mimicking that that rhythm and sound from from that samba from a like a very staple samba feel that you would find in like a bunch of Latin music, which is the basis of of this entire song. It's this like Latin sort of samba shuffleish feel um, that the sample provides and the horn section provides. So she's now mim- she's like b- delivering that with her voice, hmm. yeah, which is also. Listen to this, yeah. You hear that, right? The yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is also mimicking... Uh, where's the bossa nova squeak? Boop, boop, boop. Hear that sound, that squeak sound? I believe that's called the bossa nova squeak. I called it the bossa nova squeak, but I also call this the samba squeak. Right, which is the sound of someone running their fingers on a bongo drum. Oh, okay, is what makes that sound. So she's she's mimicking all these percussion sounds that happen in this style of music in her pop song. It's got such attention to detail. It definitely, this song definitely feels cared for. Like you know, like totally it feels like oh, for. this is something that was, was you know time was spent. This wasn't just thrown together. You can you can tell that there's a lot of talent there. We can tell there's also a lot of craftsmanship. Absolutely, 
yeah, I think this song is a lot of fun to listen to and was meticulously crafted. I think it's, I think it's a great song. I, uh, I love the video. It cracks me up because Beyonce is looking beautiful and she's doing, she's basically being like a model through the video, like very, yeah. very sexy and doing all this fun stuff. But then Jay-Z pops up and Jay-Z as charismatic as he is when he's rapping, he's the exact opposite when he's like just standing, like just him being himself. So when you hear this song and you hear Jay-Z, it's not odd. It's like, oh, cool. This is awesome. This is fun. But when you see the video, he's just kind of like stand there awkwardly <laughs> and she's just like trying to have any sort of fun or charisma. And he's just like, He's not. Like he wants to be anywhere else. Yeah. It is fantastic. It's like the <laughs> dichotomy of energy. It is awesome. Uh, it, it, I, I could watch Jay-Z in that video all day. He's just like, <laughs> he's so uncomfortable, but yet he's also like, yeah, like I'm with this beautiful I mean, woman. Yeah. Like, check it out. Who's 10 years younger than me. So he's kind of like, like uh, proud, but then kind of like uncomfortable. It's phenomenal. It's fantastic. Yeah. This is not his, uh, I can't the, get enough of Jay-Z in that video. <laughs> he just doesn't know what to do. I know you're a big Jay Z. Probably how I would react. I would probably be like, I don't. What, am what I, do I? What do I do here? And she's all. Do like, I dance sexy? What? She's all beautiful and running around. And he's just like, I don't, I'm just gonna stand here and just do what I need to do and leave. What do you even do? Like, you probably don't even. Maybe you don't have him in the video. I don't know. Like Jay Z acts like I do if I'm in like a like a like my wife dragged me like a like a pottery shop or something. You just kind of stand there. You play with your phone. You like look uncomfortable. It's just that's that's how I that's how I feel. That's funny. Um, yeah, the Jay Z part is a, I, I'm never I've never been a big Jay Z guy. It's okay. I like Jay Z a lot. Yeah, I know I know you really like him, which is fine. It the, is fine. Uh, it's fine. It is. It's uh, more than fine. It's fantastic. Uh, yeah, that's all right. Um, okay. You know, you know, some people would say that his flow isn't very good, but that, 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 that just some people would say that. You watch pirate movies. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you watched it too, bitch. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> not by choice. It's different. You can't. You can't do that. You can't. That's what? Not, yes, you can't. You can't do that. I just did it. <laughs> oh. I didn't do it by choice. You had a gun to your head. I did. You did not. What? What? What, what were you going to be denied? What were you going to be denied? Like, I would do the show. I commit. I commit well, to not, the show. No, no, no. But before you watched the second episode. Oh, you mean like back in 2006 when I watched it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, I probably would have been denied. Uh, partnership of my girlfriend at that point. <laughs> she oh, really, really she would have drawn oh, the line she, right there. She was oh, into she it. Might, she really wanted to watch. She was like, it was one of those things like I really, really want to like watch my she, movie. She was into those type of Huge, movies. Yes. She was just really yes. into those movies. So you would consider her I not. I was a 26. I wouldn't do it. 40 and 26 is different, I guess. You, were, you weren't considering a very smart. You weren't 26 then. I, when this, when I watched oh, the and this one. came on. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, when your I watched part two, I know how old I was when I watched it, man. You weren't there. What? I should have been there. Matt explains how old I was when I watched something, guys. So angry. <laughs> I don't get it. It's just Pirates of the Caribbean. It's okay, uh, man. It's just a chill movie. Okay, yeah, exactly. What's going to happen? Oh, Jesus. This is what happens when I stay up till 3 a.m. watching a movie. You and, get, uh, yeah. You were late today, too. I was. Why? I was. I was late. Matt, Matt likes to call out people when they're late on air. I think he did this at the EC, too. Yeah. I, oh, uh, he deserved it. <laughs> he's gone now. So, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, <laughs> Jesus. He's going to do an addiction podcast. You can go on. And, <laughs> what am I addicted to? being on time or, or, or <laughs> I guess yeah. punctuality uh, punctuality of others. Yeah. So I was going to, uh, we're going to save it at 10 and I did, I texted Matt around nine 45. I think it's probably going to be closer to 10 15. I think I popped in around 10 25 or something. It's fine. First thing Matt, I imagine much. like, Oh, well, I'm you like, just look beat up. Like well, you look I really tired. In, I tried to do like the friendly, like, Oh, you know, I was a t- tough guy, but he's like, yeah, I can tell. I'm like, oh, I wasn't right. that mean about it. Be. I'm all never right. mean. All right. I was like, Oh yeah. Well, you, you do look, you look tired. Some people are more understanding. Like, Oh, no problem. Don't worry about it. I am understanding. I didn't give you shit for it. I just you don't said like, you you don't like when I'm late. Of course not. <laughs> no, but like really, probably like more than most people. I think I never, I never give you shit for that. 
more uh, than most people. I'm just on time all the time because I respect the person who I'm meeting. I also come. I, I, I have to come here. So well, I mean, we can spin up the equipment in your house if you want to record it there. We can't get dogs and it's chaos. You want to do all the editing and all the other. So why are we oh, arguing about this? I can't this? do that. I can't. I, I don't have the ability to do that. I'm funny, though. I tell jokes. You can't do that. <laughs> that's so true. that's what I bring to the table. You are very funny. It's true. <sighs> um, no, I wasn't. I, I'm fine with you when you're late all the time. I'm, I'm, <laughs> all never, the time. I'm never like passive aggressive about time. it. I don't know if it's all the time. I like this. Like, well, you know, five, 10 minutes, whatever. Who cares? Yeah, well, it's, it's, I, I got, you got the dogs. I got to get out of the house. It's, getting out of the house it's, it's Sunday. I'm it's, fine. We were chill about it. Okay. I could just tell that you were, you know. But you see, you see the thing I'm very angry today. Uh, you do seem angry today. I, it's probably because I watched that movie. I, I really didn't want to watch that last night. I, def- yeah. I definitely felt like I was, uh, and usually, you know, we watch bad movies in the show, whatever, but usually I don't feel as much as like, I have to do this. I don't know why this one in particular. I was like, I never, when we do the podcast, I never, I never say to myself, I have to be entertained by this film to watch it. I just sort of look at it a little bit more objective. I want to, I'd love to be, I'd love it. If I I were entertained, I try to go in, I try to go in with this little preconception as possible. Yeah. And I I do. And I do try to like, you know, but there's always some, I'd be lying if there wasn't, but I always try to at least be like, all right, I'm going to try to enjoy this. And, uh, yeah, this one in particular, man, I was just like, I'm just not feeling it. And usually, I said, it's usually not the case. And we've watched some movies I know were bad before this one. Like, yes. all right, I'll go, you know. Yeah. This one in particular, I was like, I, did, I was really dragging my feet. Like, never before. I don't know what that's about. Well, it's over. It's over now. You you survived it. So where were you? Where, are we ready to move on to the personal stories? Yeah, totally. So um, I, yeah, so I was, uh, I was, this was like peak Solid 8. So Solid 8 was my rap band phase. Oh my God. Okay. Um, did we, have we ever talked we about, talked about it? I don't, I know, if, I, I don't know if I remember the name though. I don't know. Solid eight. Okay. Solid eight. So, um, similar to steely Dan, which was named after a dildo. Um, solid eight was named out of a male enhancement product who, uh, whose ad in an adult magazine said, give her the solid eight. Did it work for you? Did the ad work for did no, the product? Actually, it wasn't me that, that found the name. I can't remember who found the name of us, but, uh, so no, I did not use it. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if it works. Uh, okay. I'm guessing that shit doesn't work though. Does it? I, I <laughs> you tell me. Would know. <laughs> uh, but uh, so at the time I was living in, in this house in new, <laughs> new fields. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was living in this house in new fields. With this a bunch is someone of like transcribing what we're writing. Like there's like some psycho fan out there. Like Probably. has all of our, like, Oh, could you, it's like, it's like if you, if you do that, <laughs> could you send it to us? I'd love the transcriptions and I could put, uh, I could put the subtitles in our, in our promos. <laughs> So I'll give her the solid eight. So um, I, I was living in this place in Newfields, which was a, a converted garage into like a four bedroom apartment. Um, then later on converted to a church. We won't talk about that so much, but uh, I was living there with a bunch of music buddies and we had, a, it was a great setup for us because the downstairs had this big, it almost had two living rooms. So the second living room, living room was our rehearsal space. We had like a whole full PA set up. Every, like all of our equipment was set up there. So anytime I wanted to go write or like play with buds or whatever, we could just, it was so easy access for, for us as friends. So solid eight happened. I was a little burnt out uh, a few years before we've talked about this on the show before, but a few years before I got, I was really, um, I'd recorded, I'd done a first like kind of major recording with my band at the time. And I was not happy with the results. I did not like the way my voice sounded. I was confronted with, um, my inadequacy, inadequacies as a singer, like, oh, I'm having pitch problems. Oh, I don't like this type of stuff, which since, since that, you know, you're young, you don't hear all that stuff. Like I hear it better now. My voice, I don't have those issues anymore. 
But I listened, I stopped singing for a couple years. Mm. I was like, I'm not, I just don't want to, I concentrate on playing guitar. And my buddy Pucci was like, um, we were into, so in high school, we were into this band called Fly Spinach Fly, which is a yes. big band around here. Do you yeah, know that? I do know them. Yeah, I like them a lot. I saw them a lot. Actually, uh, yeah. I, was, I was really into them. That's yeah. funny that you mentioned them. Yeah. yeah. Portsmouth and the um and the uh, the Seacoast area had a big music scene like late high school early college. Yes, exactly. Um, with the Elvis Room. Yes. Did you ever go there? Oh, ton. I went. Yeah. Not ton. I went there a lot. I, I went, went there. to a place called Safe and Sound. Safe and Sound sounds kind of corny, but in, in Rochester. In Rochester, but yeah. They had a lot of the same bands would come play there. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And all these places were um they didn't sell alcohol, so you can go like right. if you were under twenty one, you can go there. But the scene was pretty lively. Like, it was really and lively. Fly Spinach Fly was one of the best bands in this scene. They for were. Sure. I would always get excited for one of their shows. Fly, and shout out to Dan, um, uh, drummer of, of uh, Fly Spinach Fly, was a huge like big fan of ours. Really, he listens all the time. Yeah. Oh wow, great that's, guy. Oh, yeah. That's funny. Oh, thank you, Dan, because I I very much enjoyed those like going to your shows in the, in the late nineties for sure. Me, me too. So I would come out to the coast from high school in Manchester, and we would go and see Fly Smith Fly. And thanks to Gravity was the other like big yes, one that we really loved. Another one, uh, another one too. Uh, Oxford Snow Kings, which I don't know. They them. were younger, probably a little bit young. They were more like our age. I was in yeah. I was in high school still. Yeah, and they were high school band. They were they were really good. But and my buddies were in a band called Curmudgeon, and yeah, like a lot of these. Uh, bands, you know, they, they were the scene was it was it was jumping better than it should have been. To, you know absolute, what I mean? for, for the, the size of, of this area, yeah. absolutely, yeah. Uh, five spinach fly got uh, got label were, were on a label, didn't work out for them. Um, sorry, thanks to gravity was fly spinach fly one some like I can't remember exactly what what Dan will correct me, but um, won um, a some sort of like MTV award or like or MTV poll or something oh, like wow. maybe best new band or something at the t- I can't quite remember what it was, but they were like serious play from some of the bands around here at that time. It was, it was, it was, great it was show. They, really they were really fun they and were, they were super fun. Yeah. Awesome live show rock rap, like huge amount of energy. They did the crowd did the, some of our, some of the best live show moments that I was at some yeah, some of my favorite parts of that time in my life were going to the shows. Exactly. Sure. So, um, so we had the same, like we had me and like Poochie and a bunch of the people that I was playing music with had the same experience. We were coming of age in music at the same time. So we were going to see fly spinach fly and Poochie was like, I want to do a rock rap rap band. So like we, we sort of, we jammed with a few bunch of people, a few people and kind of figured it out and like, um, and eventually, you know, got some songs together and started playing and we got, we, we did pretty well. Um, I mean, not that huge, but we were, we would, doing things like selling out the stone church, which oh, nice. at the time yeah, was like that's, that's, 150 people. Yeah. Like it was, I went to some shows there too in high school as well. Yeah. 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 It was, it was good. Um, playing with some bigger bands. We had a lot of fun. Like, uh, here's, here's solid eight. So yeah, two rappers. Uh, I was playing guitar with my buddy, Rob, um, a good bass player, good drummer. And, um, yeah, so we just like we sort of jammed it together, got got together, and we sort and like kind of we sort of peaked right around now. And then right now was when we we were doing like our bigger shows and playing with like bigger bands and having having a good time. We played a uh, New Year's Eve uh, twice, I think, at Coat of Arms, which were huge shows. Like that place was yeah wall to wall fucking chaos. New Year's Eve, um, just ridiculous, fun, crazy, like three hour nasty evening shows. My was favorite, so much that fun. was my favorite bar in Portsmouth. Yeah, I love that place too. The best beer, like some of my favorite beer, was just a just a cool atmosphere and just great a atmosphere. fun, just fun place to be. I was really upset when that place closed. 
Yeah, me too. Really sad. upset. Yeah, I used to go there a lot. Um, that was my early co- like college into like early mid twenties. I was there all the time. I was there a lot when I was living in Portsmouth. I was I was my entire drinking life when I was in New Hampshire. I was in coat of arms a lot. That was my, that was my bar. There are beers that I used to drink there that I miss now, like Caffrey's. I was just thinking of I can't get anywhere. Uh, Bell Haven they used to serve. I can't get anywhere. These are you don't drink beer. I forget, but like Old Speckled Hen on tap. Of just a bunch of amazing beers that I I I love because of because that place that I can't. They used can't to have anymore. the British barbecue sauce there, and Laura yeah. found it in a in a shop, and she actually brought it home. So it's kind of cool to have. It just brought back memories of just eating just at Coat of Arms. Coat of Arms fantastic. Yeah, that was fantastic. I wonder if we went to um Five Minutes Spy Show. Like, I wonder if we were there together. Like, you know, you know, it's quite like, possible in the same room, like when we were like teenagers, it's totally possible. Cause I, I went to the Elvis room, I don't know, a dozen or so times. Yeah. Um, I went to Stephen sound a lot more. That was more my, my scene. Well, closer to you. And too, it was a little yeah. younger. Yeah. Elvis yeah. room was a little bit, all the gaudy UNH kids were there. Yes. And it was a little older. So it was a little intimidating. Um, where Stephen sound was all like, yeah. you know, we, we would have been one of the older people there. So yeah, it was a little bit like, you know, it's all high schoolers. Yeah. Because anytime that. college kids around, it's a little bit like, uh, I guess, guess little, a little, yeah, yeah, a little weird. Um, but yeah, so we kind of, we kind of peaked around this time. I think it's hard. It was hard being a band then, particularly from New Hampshire, uh, to like really get noticed. I mean, we played shows in New York and Matt and all around no. New England and stuff. Um, but it's not like, it's hard to like gain a following. It was hard to gain a following that now it'd be pretty easy. Like you put your shit up on YouTube, gain a social media following. And you know, if your songs are good enough or people find you compelling, then that's kind of easy to, to get noticed, but then at that time, I guess it's really hard to do. a lot more competition too. That's true, but you can be harder, but you can way. just slow build, like slow build sort of like we're doing with, with quantum week. I mean, we definitely, you know, it's kind of, I, I would approach it the same way where then I just didn't know, like, what do you do book shows and do people, if people go to shows, do they care? And like, what, you know, how you get signed? Like, how do you, yeah. it was sort of a transitionary time where now, now I would know what to do, but then I didn't really. So, that was peak, and then I think about it. I think we were together maybe three or four years, and then um, a year after this, we disbanded. So solid eight years. Do you miss doing live shows, like performing live? I only want to perform live if there's an audience there to see it. I do not. I will never play another show for like ten people in a bar. Like that's 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 not fun for me. I don't give a shit. I do like performing live because there's a lot of energy there. If there is a room there to see it, so when we do our live shows and we pack the house, I'll have a lot of fun. I like doing. I would like doing this live with an audience. Absolutely. But you're just playing music live. I let only if there's an audience, if there's not, I don't give a shit. Like, I don't want to play just to play. I mean, I've played to 10 people before. And like, if they're a good 10, then I don't mind if they're a lousy, uh, it's better than like a lousy 25 to me. Um, yeah, I need, I need enough people that are, well, yeah. So 10 who are into it, maybe. Yeah. I, I don't comedy. So different, like comedy to a big theater. I've played a big theater before and it's like, it sucks because like you don't feel the, like there's I no give that. and take. You just kind of like, uh, it's just out there. If you're like doing improv and stuff, it's like, or, or you're doing standup where you're kind of reacting. It's yeah. just kind of out there. But like a, a perfect size for me is like 60 to a hundred. That's like the perfect size for a comedy. Yep. Um, well, if I had an audience 60 to a hundred, I would totally play live and, and, it, and it would be fun. Would be, okay. Then it's fun. Yeah. But I, I don't, you know, I played enough shows to very few people. That I've, just, I've played shows to nobody before. I can't. It's awful. Oh, I mean, it's awful. like you go there, like wait, in New York city, there's like tons of like you're performing. I've performed in so many bar basements. I've done so many, like yeah, performing some great places. I've performed at UCB. I've performed in some fucking, you know, where the waiters are walking through your set. Cause they got to carry a keg out or something. <laughs> yes. And like, yeah, you go there and like, there's like no one. It's, you know, just, it's just like, Oh, okay. Like, you know, and you, you just, you just do the show because you want, want the reps. Yeah. 
you know, so I've done, I've done prayed to one, to nobody, to yeah, I've a definitely, thousand, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, you know, but you're right. It's, it's not, not a, yeah, right. for at this point in my life, like I just I, don't I give a shit. That. Like fuck that. I'll, I'm happy. Reco- I'm happy recording and having a finished product that I'm, that I'm psyched with. Like I'm, I like that part of the process. If I've got, you know, I've made a record or, or a recording that I'm into. I'm, I, that's fine. I don't need a, uh, my audience can, uh, it doesn't have to be right in front of me. An audience away from me is fine. Music stuff too. You guys load in all that equipment, do sound check to do that in front of nobody. That's a lot. You know what I mean? Fuck that's it, a yeah. sucks. Or you fuck drive that. somewhere to do, yeah, uh, fuck do that. it. Oh, I went down that. Yeah. Um, uh, but that, yeah, that was it. That's, I a do, fun, that's a fun, I want to, so can people find what people want to like listen to hard eight? Solid eight. Solid eight. <laughs> Fucker. Um, that was, that was not, you could probably just Google it and find some stuff. Yeah. I don't, right. I don't know what there's a, I have, I mean, I have recordings. I, I can't remember. I don't know where stuff is now. Maybe, I don't even know if you could find it on iTunes. I should probably throw it up on like Spotify or something. You should put it somewhere. I think someone might. I should. Yeah. People who listen might want to. There's some good recordings. There's some, actually there's a live, I have a couple live shows too, which are pretty good. Oh, neat. With uh, like a bunch of people. Yeah. It's it's fun. I like that. Yeah. That's good. I think it's good. The fuck was happening in the world? Yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking of a, solid eight. That scene. It just had that scene. Like there was just, it was just fun. fun It was a fun scene. Yeah. Um, you are don't you, see that's that's the thing is you don't see that stuff anymore. Well, maybe you don't, we're too old. Maybe it exists. We just no, don't know I I think the um, consumption habits of of music is a lot different now. You'll see people go to raves or like big concerts with you know big bands, but you don't see you don't see like the smaller shows really. Well, Saving Sound is long gone. Elvis from is long gone. Long most of the stuff there's really like you can go to Three S in Portsmouth. Um, yeah, I don't know if there's but they get like legit acts there though. They're not like like oh I know I mean I don't think that there's any smaller venues in Portsmouth, really. Maybe no. a person with an acoustic guitar, I think. But, I guess you uh, can go or maybe some bars. Like, play, like in do. a basement. Yeah. Like, uh, like Thirsty Moose used to, like that, there used to be a basement there that you could perform, like people would play there and stuff. Yeah. It's not, yeah, it's not, it's not a lot. Not a lot. So, I think that the consumption habits have really changed. All right, I have two headlines here. One's kind of a story. So, on, uh, this story takes place this week. It's a uh, Layden and Layla by Hari were conjoined twins. In Iran, they were born in 1974, and they were conjoined in the top side of their heads. Yeah, uh, Layden wanted to be a lawyer. Uh, Layla uh, wanted to be a journalist, but they kind of had to decide what they wanted to do, so they decided to study law. Like someone had to make a concession. Sure. Uh, and they went to Tehran University for four years. Because of this, they constantly had to make choices like this, and they wanted to separate. They're like, I don't. I'm tired of making concessions. Of course. Yeah. There were no health reasons to be separated. They just wanted to do it for their own personal life. That you know the. You know, to have the full life that they would want to have. Yeah. Finally, in 2002, they found, they searched for six years. They finally found a doctor in 2002 that would, a Singapore doctor that would separate them. They had to go through eight months of like, um, meeting with psychologists and everything else. And like, and they also had to also figure out how the fuck they're going to do this. So on July 6th, they had the operation. July 6th of this week, Jesus. 2003, they had the operation. Uh, 28 surgeons present, 100 support staff there. And the operation was finished on July 8th. So the operation took two days. Fuck. They must, they could, how did they, I don't know, that's crazy. Because they shared a vein between brains, oh. they lost a lot of blood. Layden died right away, and Layla was dead 90 minutes later. No. The end. Are you serious? I'm serious. Oh, that's horrid. Horrible, right? What the fuck are you bringing? What, what the fuck? Yeah. That's horrible. It's horrible, right? Yeah. So, it, it makes you think, like, you know, I'm not a conjoined twin. I don't know what that's like. But, you know, maybe it's, you know, going to get along, you know, like, you know, if they hadn't done that, they'd still be alive. But then again, maybe that it wasn't, it was life worth living. You know, you had that 
discussion too. Yeah, I mean, they had to, the, of course, I'm sure they made that, they were like, it's, we are more comfortable with the result being death if that's how it Right, because they out. went for six years to try to find a surgeon, because every surgeon they met said, you know, you can't, you, you, die, you would die, basically. So they kind of did like the Reggie Lewis thing where they went from like surgeon to surgeon yeah. to try to find the one that would give them the news they wanted to hear. And uh, yeah, and then they both died right away, basically. Like the, the, the second surgery was over, the one died. I think um, if, so if I were in that situation, I would probably... I would probably say, could the, like I would ask those surgeons who said no. I mean, I'm sure the surgeon said no because it's a certain risk. But it, but is the risk, you know, sixty percent death or thirty percent? Like, is there a chance? And if a bunch of surgeons said, yeah, there's a chance you could survive this, but it's too risky for us to do, then I might, I might. But if they were like, you can't do this, you'll die. I think it was more the former, but I don't know if it was sixty. I think it might have been. They would say we're not going to do it. Yeah, but. Maybe. But a lot of times, I mean, their insurance probably maybe not not the conjoint, but the doctor's insurance might be like, you can't do this because we won't cover you in case some shit happens and you're fucked. So I don't know what I don't know what the legality. I don't know. That's a that's that's a rough story. A rough story. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, July 9th, Nike buys Converse for three hundred and five million dollars. Oh, I forgot. And they still that. own Converse. That's right. Um, to this day, I hate Chuck Taylors. I think they are the dumbest things in the world. They're not good for your. They're not good quality. No. They're not good for your feet. Yeah. And they, like, people wear like uh, the, like. It's kind of a joke when I was in New York. Like, oh, the improv uniform is like a flannel shirt and yeah. uh, Chuck Taylor's. Like, yeah. It's like, oh, they all want to be different. But they all look the same. It's so yeah. annoying. And there's stupid cheap shoes. Chuck Taylor was a, a semi-pro basketball player yep. that uh, was really a salesman. And he just happened to have his, but he was really not a great basketball player by any means. He was, he was never an all-star. No. Uh, they just called him that because he worked for, and he worked uh, up until, almost until he died. He lived until like 1968 and then a year later he died. Chuck Taylor. Shit. Were pe- old, like players in the '60s were wearing these shoes though, weren't I they? I think Bob Cousy wore. Was he the only one? I think he. But I think that that generation, like the '50s, because yeah. there weren't a lot of sneaker options, so they did. They did no ankle support. Yeah, it's a terrible shoe. Yeah, they're not a good shoe. No. All right. Well, they're still there though. You're still sad about the Siamese twins thing. Jesus Christ! Enjoying twins. Dark yes. one to go go towards. I know. Oh, I didn't. I saw the story of July 6th and July 8th. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this is two headlines the same week. To. I gotta hit it. Yeah. Um. But like, I want. Then I did a deep dive. I'm like, oh, the story's fascinating. I gotta tell the whole story. So. Which it turned out better. Um, yes. No, it didn't. Um, we're back on uh, Saturday, Saturday with uh, uh, 28 Days Later. That's right. And Kelly Clarkson, Miss Independent. That's right. And a personal story that is, uh, some people are going to love it, some people are going to hate it. Which one am I going to be? I don't know. Really? I think you'll like it. You think I'll like it? It's, yeah. It's, yeah. Not, it's not dark. It's the opposite. My stomach just growled. I guess. <laughs> Congratulations. God, it's time to go eat. <laughs> I'm going to go have lunch and watch football. Good idea. All right. Um, is that it? Is it? Okay. See ya.